you know you never have you never have peace while you're while you're in the church like you know they they tell you when you first come into the church the the spill is you you're a sinner you try to kill god in heaven you know you're you're not saved you need to keep the passover if you keep the passover you're forgiven of your sins you feel a god you're saved you're good you're so good if you keep the passover you're good you're saved you you can sleep like a baby tonight cuz you're going to heaven but what happens is after you keep passover you go back for another study now it went from you being saved after keeping passover yeah well you can't passover that's good but did you know you need to keep the Sabbath? You know, the Sabbath is on Saturday. And if you don't keep the Sabbath, you don't have a sign between you and God. And so it turns from doing one thing and you're good to doing another and another. And it just keeps adding on and adding on and adding on until it, it just it consumes you. And it's never enough. It's never enough. You never feel, even after doing all these things, you never feel peace. So about four years ago, I sat down in a conversation for the very first time with a World Mission Society Church of God member. And that conversation uh, was, was less of a conversation, more of a pretty heated and intense debate where I, uh, myself and, and, and uh, my brother-in-law Jesse, um, pretty intensely debated, uh, going back and forth over Bible verses, and and this this guy was really passionate, really zealous for the uh, Church of God doctrine. This individual uh, who we uh, had that conversation with, his name is Edgar, and just so happens that today he is the one that I am interviewing, and so um, Edgar after being in uh, this cult for 11 years, around 11 years, he's, he's come out and he is wanting to share his story. He's wanting to, to talk and to help um, others come out of this group by making videos like this one. And so this, this is a, a pretty significant video in my opinion. Um, in many ways, uh, that conversation with Edgar led to, to basically what we've been doing on the channel uh, for the past several years. Um, it was really that conversation that kind of stirred up in me this desire to study the group more and to really try to figure out how I can uh, uh, respond to them and help people to, to uh, escape that group. So yeah, I'm really excited for you to, to meet Edgar and to hear some of the story and he's got just a lot of stuff to share and this will be, I'm sure, the first of, of many videos that he will be um, on with us. Before you hear the interview though, there's a few things I wanted to, to cover. One thing, I just wanted to give a quick uh, thanks to several people who have uh, joined our Patreon support list in the past um, handful of months. So. Uh, Kelsey has, has joined our Patreon um, monthly supporters, uh, and then there's Kathy Cromwell, and then one whose name just shows up as Survivor. But these three have jumped on. Um, it, it's been in the past uh, year, but in 2021, these are some of our new patrons. And, and just wanted to acknowledge them and say thank you to, to them and, and everyone else who has joined our Patreon community. I want to do more videos. I want to be able to spend more time doing this. Um, this could be, you know, this really could be, I think more and more, uh, almost a full-time thing between 
talking to members uh, and emails and, and phone conversations that I'm having and we get so many people reaching out to us wanting to talk, wanting to, to ask questions and just a whole variety of uh, opportunities there. All of you who have joined our Patreon community that really helps to um, supply for all of those things. And so I wanna do something actually uh, special over the next month where for, um, if you haven't seen, we, we've made some t-shirts, um, some merch for Great Light Studios um, and, and several shirts related to uh, the World Mission Society Church of God. Um, I'll pull up, pull up some pictures right now so you can see some of those and I'll keep adding designs in the future. But uh, what I wanna do is for the next uh, five people, uh, we'll say the next five people who join our Patreon uh, monthly support, um, we're going to send a free T-shirt to to all those who who join, and so um, and also to those who recently uh, have already joined, we'll we'll go ahead and send you a T-shirt as well, and so we can get a hold of all of you um, who join, get uh, let you pick whichever design you want and the size and all that. So with all that said, um, I'm, I'm really excited for you to meet Edgar and to hear his story. Well, Edgar, thank you for uh, coming on tonight. This is, this is kind of a, a, big, a big moment right now, I feel like, because um, as I've talked to Jesse about in the past, in many ways, the videos we've been making on Great Light Studios about the World Mission Society Church of God, it's, it's kind of your fault that we've been making these videos for the, the past handful of years um, because, you know, it was, I can't remember how many years ago it was. I think it was 2017, maybe 2018 when we first met. And so you, you were still a member of the church of God at that point, And you ran into Jesse at a park in Wichita and, and you guys were preaching to him. And then he ended up setting up, I think he set up a meeting with you guys to, to meet later on and study the Bible. Uh, and I ended up coming with Jesse to that. And so it was, you know, a, a Bible study slash like my first debate with, with World Mission Society Church of God members. And, and obviously one of those was you. And, uh, and so when I say this is kind of your fault, what I mean is that it really, after that conversation with you, it kind of, Put a spark in me and Jesse uh, to to want to dig into this group a little bit more and understand um, understand how how you guys thought and what your doctrines were and really to figure out how do we reply and respond to these guys and so um, after meeting you um, yeah the rest is kind of history and so that's why we say this is kind of it's kind of your fault <laughs> and so it's <laughs> it's really cool though now that we're sitting here about to have the kind of conversation that that we're going to have so so yeah uh this is this is pretty exciting uh i think for both of us yes sir um first of all you know uh thanks for having me jordan you know this has been a long time in coming and yeah man i'm excited um you know if you would have told me all those years ago that i would be sitting here <laughs> doing exactly what you know what i'm what i'm doing now I would tell you that, you know, I would tell you you're crazy. I'd be like, no way, yep. man, I'm, I'm going to be in Zion till, you know, the last moment. And, you know, yep. all, all the things that, that I was, you know, believing in at that time. And, um, so yeah, this is a very big deal for me too, because like, I'm so anxious to share 
everything that that's on my heart you know and uh i i can't i can't contain you know all the all the things that i have and i've been waiting for this for for a very long time but um so i think it'd be probably best to start from the beginning kind of give a little you know yeah background yeah and 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 also i wanted to mention that not only i think is this conversation significant because of those you know we we you are you know the first world mission society church of god member uh really that i had um real interactions with and that kind of started again um put this spark in me and jesse to do all this but but also um for those who have been following along on the channel and, and watch some of our live stream videos um you are one of the members that came on at one point i think is when it was me and kelsey and i think jeremy uh virgos was on that that live stream and we were inviting current members to come on and talk with us and you jumped on under the name watchman i don't know if you had a uh, a way to just explain that well, Sorry, no, I, I'm kind of rambling. No, what I'm trying no, to say no, is no, I don't understand why it has to be so complicated. Like, well, why does it have to be no, so no. complicated? And, and how can we know anything about the Bible if, if a simple verse like that is so uh, so complex and complicated? I don't feel like we can so, know anything about the Bible. So, so well, that that's, that's a problem because the Bible, who said the Bible was that easy to understand? I mean, we just literally, I literally mentioned that. Matthew chapter 13, where Jesus Christ said, I speak in parables to reveal secrets of the kingdom of heaven given to you, not to them. And, yeah. and so and so we had a little debate there as well. And you debated Jeremy a little bit. And so so it's, it's just it's cool that some of that your history as a member is actually recorded um, in past videos on the channel. And now people can see, you know, your face and see that you you've come out and you got a much different uh story to tell at this point and so yeah uh it's just i'm i'm super excited to to hear your story i just think this is a really cool um <clears throat> a cool moment it's just encouraging because like kind of like you said if, if if you had told me you know several years ago that one day that guy edgar that i sat across and debated with you know for two hours and then we had a, a, another meeting after that 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 one day Edgar would be on a video, you know, helping me to destroy the Church of God. <laughs> like I would have thought they were crazy too. It was, it was kind of this dream that me and Jesse had that it would happen eventually. That um, you know we would have a conversation like this. That you would come out of the group and, and it, yeah, this is just super cool that it's it's actually happened. Um, so with that, um, I. I <clears throat> Ideally, you know, this conversation, we talked about going to that coffee shop in, in Wichita where we first met and, and having Jesse there and, and doing the video there. That didn't work out so um, with schedules, and, and this was just an easier way to do it. But, uh, yeah, right. Jesse definitely uh, would say hi and, and um, is super stoked about about where you're at, that you're, you're here telling your story. Um, so, yeah, I think let's um, – start at the beginning um and what one question though i wanted to ask about about kind of that initial meeting was just i'm just curious what kind of was your impression if you can think back that far of like me and jesse um and and sort of that conversation as a whole like what 
looking back on that now, like what, what were your thoughts about us? What, how did you process that conversation? Did that have any kind of impact on you when we, you know, we debated and, and we threw verses at you, you threw verses at us and, and we sent you home with challenges to, you know, go and read about this and study this. And, and you did the same for us. So kind of what were your, your initial thoughts about us in that conversation? Yeah. So, you know, when, when I first met you guys, you know, when, uh, well, the first meeting we actually had somewhere in that, in the coffee shop, we were able to sit down and we knew what we were going for. You know, um, when we started talking, honest, honestly, like, a to me, it was just like another day in the park. I was thinking, you know, I'm going to yeah. run to some, you know, Christians. I, I had been, you know, they kind of, um, they kind of trained me to, you know, they would always put me to study with, you know, the leaders of different churches, you know, um, I've studied with Seventh-day Adventist elders and, you know, Jehovah's Witness yeah. and, you know, Hebrew Israelites, and a lot of Christians, a lot, a lot of Christians, a lot of, you know, pastors and uh, youth pastors. So when I met you guys, I was kind of thinking like, okay, so, you know, it's kind of going to be the same, the same thing. And um, at that time when, when we met up at the shop and, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're going back and forth, man. We're going back and forth. And, um, you it know, was, there was, was, there was a, yeah, especially where, you know, when we were talking about, you know, let's say like the Sabbath, you know, and we're, we're talking about the yep. Sabbath and we're, we're, I'm going to, well, if you remember at the time I was with, I was with the deacon. And, um, yep. when I, when I had gone with the, with the deacon, which, uh, I care a lot about, man, I'm, I'm praying, I'm praying for him. I'm, I'm hoping he comes out. But, um, when the, when me, when me and the deacon were there and we were, uh, you know, we were, we were debating you guys and we get to the Sabbath and, you know, I see him going to a lot of the verses that we usually go to the, you know, Sabbath about. And, um, and you know you guys were you brought up romans chapter 14, 14. i believe yeah and so you know when when you brought when you brought that one up you know obviously it made me it made me think you know like uh i hadn't heard that verse before i have heard i had heard colossians chapter 2 but i hadn't heard romans chapter 14. But I'm not going to lie, like at that time when I heard it, I was like, well, I've never seen this verse interesting, but it wasn't enough to like, I still mm -hmm. felt that, you know, and that, that, um, that we had the truth and that, you know, the Sabbath was something that was mandatory because of all the knowledge that I had of the Old Testament and what the Old Testament says about the Sabbath. And then the couple of verses that I had a misunderstanding about. The, uh, in the New Testament that mentions the Sabbath, you know, I'm thinking these apply now. So, you know, with all that being said, um, I still, it, it didn't really, it didn't really shake my faith at that time, because even if you remember, we kind of left off in the, in the book of Daniel. That was, yes. uh, that was my, always my go-to is, you know, when push comes to shove, let's go to the book of Daniel and, um, you know, and we kind of left off at, you know, at there, you know, giving each other, you know, different, you know, different homework. But I will say that, you know, uh, I did, you know, I, obviously I didn't expect what's happening now to happen. 
but you know it, i don't know something felt different you know like uh it, it something really did feel different and then um yeah you know it, we kind of stay connected you know even through after that you know mm-hmm. and um w- by whatever means you know and um you know um really we had a it, round it, two at one point i think at, at uh mcdonald's we had sort of another time that we met up and and we got and see that and that See that time I was uh I think you guys had gone to the to the church. And yes, that was the day we got kicked out. That was the day we got that the deacon had kicked us out. Yeah, because we were, we came came into to the church. We were down in 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 the basement, um, having some conversations. And yeah, so I think that was that same day. That was the day that he, he deacon came and saw us in there, and he just he got this very angry look on his face which i can i can kind of understand um and he made us leave and then several of you guys followed us um out and you were you were kind of like i don't think that was you know he shouldn't have done that he shouldn't have kicked you out let's go meet up and and talk and so yeah so then we went and we had um uh, another conversation at mcdonald's so and i don't i don't remember that conversation as well uh but i do i do remember that it was you and i think three other members so it was, it was two it was two other members um the the thing was though uh, it's it's a little bit different um when when you had gone that day i wasn't aware that you you guys had shown up and that the deacon had kicked you out until the till the very end i was uh I, I think i was walking outside and that's when one of the members um had mentioned that's that right. you guys had been there and he one of the members had told me hey i'm going you know, with them to, you know, to basically show them, you know, the truth. And then another one of the members was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go too. And uh, they were like, please come. And I was telling them, uh, you know, I was like, Hey, I don't know what, you know, what Deacon told you guys, or, you know, what, what, what's going on right now, but I think you guys should just, you know, stay back. And they're like, no, you know, uh, we need, we're, we're going to do this and we're going to, you know, we're committed to, you know, showing them and so I was like, okay, yeah. you know what, let's go with you guys. And so that's when we went to McDonald's and again, you know, it was a, it was agree to disagree. You know, we, uh, we basically were just going back and forth and back and forth, you know, and, uh, so yeah, man, we've had some, we, we've had some, we have some, some, history. some battles. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, it, it's, uh, yeah, it was fun and, and, you definitely gave us a run for your, for our money, um, in those conversations. And, and, you know, you made us go away and have to think and have to look into stuff more. Um, one thing though, that I think stands out to me about you still, when I think about those conversations is that you were, um, I feel like you, you listened to what we said and you were thoughtful enough to like, if, if we had a good point, you, you want to just continue to like try to yammer on as like your, your, um, you know, world mission society, church of God, your kind of your doctrines and, and the things that, you know, most members have this rehearsed thing that they say, and it doesn't matter what you say, they're, they're just going to go as quickly as they can back to that rehearsed speech that they want to give. You can just tell they, they're not thinking about, you know, you can make the most obvious, you know, evidence backed, rational argument that that clearly proves to be or, or is a is a problem for the, uh, 
their doctrine and they just you can tell they just don't think about it they're not really um there to listen or to hear the other side they're just there to talk and to um to yeah again to to share that that kind of rehearsed uh uh speech that that they've learned and so but with you i feel like when we made certain points you you know you would listen and you would it would you would I could tell that you would actually think about what we were saying rather than you just trying to figure out how you can, you know, get your chance to talk again and, and, and continue on with your, you know, rehearsed speech. And so that's something I <clears throat> um, still to this day appreciate about how you handled yourself, because I think so many uh, members that I talk to, that is not the case at all. Like it's, it's so hard for so many members, um, it's very difficult to have like a, a rational, intelligent conversation with them because they they just don't really know how to have a conversation, like a back and forth dialogue. They just know how to give their rehearsed speech. Um, and so, yeah, I just appreciate that about you. And I hope that people, even other members can learn, you know, should be learning from people like you who, who actually know how to engage in, in, you know, rational conversation. Yeah. So, you know, actually, uh, it, it's really, it's really crazy because, you know, when, when I would, uh, talk to, you know, people, uh, you know, different, different religions, different beliefs, Christians, like as Jehovah's, you know, the, everyone, I always would mention something to them. I would always say, you know, um, I, I'm not here to, you know, I, I want to hear you out too. And I always meant that because I feel that I've always, I've always valued truth. Like, um, and, and I'm not scared of truth. Like ultimately I want to know that what, whatever I'm following is, is correct. Especially if I'm going to, you know, if I'm placing my soul on the line, I want to, and my families and my loved ones, I want to be, 100% sure that, you know, this is truth. And, so, you know, one of the reasons why I, I love to hear people out is because, you know, and I used to tell people all the time, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it to you guys, like, if you guys can prove to me that what I'm following is not truth, and you can show me what what is truth, I will not be afraid to, to leave my church. And, yeah. uh, and look, you know, like, uh, I'm here, I'm here right now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. And um, I, I really, but I, I give glory to God because it took a lot of different, you know, a lot of different things uh, to happen in my life and just hearing people out. I, and, you know, even when I was in the church, I used to always listen to, you know, Christian, uh, you know, uh, preachers, you know, and uh, apologists. And I never closed my mind to things. Mm -hmm. Of course, there would be some times that I would listen to, you know, certain people and and I would be like, wow, you know, that makes sense, you know, but they wouldn't go, you know, in line with what I believed. I would try to find a way to make sense of it or try to kind of put it in the in the back burner, you know, for the moment, yep. you know, and um, but but yeah, man, uh, it's crazy, yeah. man. Um, so was there anything in that conversation that you can remember? that me and Jesse, me or Jesse either said or did that you feel like made an impact. Um, and I guess the reason I'm asking is because, you know, I want to learn from both mistakes and, you know, ways 
you know, ways that have worked, things that I've done well. And so I, I have just been curious, like, is there anything that you remember in that conversation? I know you kind of mentioned Romans 14 that we brought up that passage, but just even just for future reference and for those listening now who, who want to know how to better engage with members, was there anything that we did that either was, you feel like was helpful and effective or, or maybe that was not effective and not helpful and, and be maybe something to avoid in the future? So, you know, um, obviously now that, you know, we're in the present looking at it in, in hindsight, like, uh i think that there's definitely some a lot of things that you guys did right one of them being uh being very patient and you know and also hearing us out because there's also just like how we you know a lot of the members in the church were are closed-minded and don't hear everybody's you know arguments and just want to shut it down right away without even considering what the other person you know mentioned you guys were actually listening to us trying to, you know, understand and, and, you know, even the, the proof is in the pudding, right? You guys were like, even saying, you know, Hey, we're going to go home and we're going to, we're going to study this, you know, we're going to, we're going to give you an answer for the questions that I asked. And mm -hmm. to me, I appreciated that as well, because it made me think, okay, I'm not just wasting my time. We're not just arguing. I'm listening to them and they're listening to me. And, you know, another thing is that, you know, uh, really like uh the humility you know i think that you know that's one thing i've been seeing in a lot of like christians that you know in the in the past i overlooked or i looked at it as a sign of weakness but really the humility that that you guys show I mean sometimes with uh, even to to be able to say you know i don't i don't know everything or you know i don't let me come back to that, you know, and you know, mm -hmm. you, that's rare in the church of God and the church of God. You ask a, you know, you ask a leader, you ask a, an overseer a question and it's like, uh, if they don't know how to answer it, it's either, you know, Hey, you need to study the green book more. or You didn't understand brother, you know, or, or put it back I, on you, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, but you know, uh, one of the things that I will say that, uh, that I really appreciate that I forgot to mention is the the fact when we were talking about kind of like prophecy, it, I don't know if you remember we were saying, I was telling you how important prophecy is to recognize who Christ is. And you were you were saying, yeah, prophecy is important, but you were talking about like, you know, uh, the, the gospel and, and love and, and, and mercy. And you were saying, you know, prophecy is important. You know, um, you were like, but, you know, have you ever read the book of, you know, Romans, you know, or Galatians. And, you know, I told you, and, yeah, and I told you, no, I've, I've read it before because I did, you know, but I forgot to mention, like, you know, uh, I went back and I, and I did read, read the book of Romans and Galatians. And, you know, at first, you know, I just kind of was taking it the same way that I've took it for, you know, those, what, 11 years I was, you know, in the church. I just kind of was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just cherry picking, you know, what what uh yep. what I wanted to see or what, what you know what I was able to see at that time, but you know the more that I studied it, there was more and more things that were you know coming alive that I was like, you know, this doesn't make sense with you know mm -hmm. you know with the way that I that I believe, you know, and so you mm -hmm. know I I would say that you know stick 
you know, like a, definitely bring up the book of Romans. I think Romans is now one of my favorite books. Um, but I think that, you know, uh, most importantly, man, you know, just uh, what you guys have been doing is just, you know, being patient, you know, showing that humility and, you know, just showing members that you actually are, are listening to them. You know, because some of these members, you know, I feel like a a lot a lot of the members, man, like like me, they're you know very zealous, you know, and uh, they they do love God, but you know, it's the way that they've been taught God, you know, and 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 so, you know, that that that's really the the thing that kind of you know makes me feel you know sad because, you know, I can genuinely say that. You know, man, like I really love God, and and you know, I felt that when I was in there for all those years that I was doing the right thing, and that you know that there was no way that I could be wrong, and you know, um, and so now you know, looking back at it, like I I really feel like you know uh, I was fine because even though I I, I would listen, you know, I, I would listen to people. And uh, but it, there's a lot of indoctrination that you know goes along with, you know, when, when you're in this church, you're, you know, and it's not just this church. I'm, you know, I, obviously I, I'm gonna speak about this because I belong to this church. But I've been studying like you know different cults, and it's the same tactics. And you know, like basically, like uh, once they get you to, they, they take someone that has no knowledge of the Bible. And they begin to teach you the Bible through their lenses, and and once you give right. somebody you know that that authority or that kind of trust to it, you're just accepting everything that they that they say. Then even when someone tries to bring up a, a good point, or you're already seeing the scriptures from another lens that doesn't allow you to to see it that way. And one thing that I learned now looking back is that when I, because I, I study, I mean, I still to this day, I love studying the Bible. When I was, when I was in the church, I was studying the Bible, you know, a lot as well. But one thing that I realized is that the way that I would study it all those years, I wasn't really studying the Bible. I was proof texting the Bible. Mm -hmm. I was, I was only looking I was mostly looking and for verses, interested in verses that would help me with certain, you know, points of discussions, certain topics that I'm going to be talking with these different, you know, individuals that, you know, I'm preparing, you know, for different yep. people with different kinds of faith. And now that I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, uh, now I'm looking at a, a, at a book and uh, I'm reading from the very beginning and I'm seeing right. that, you know, it's amazing, man. Like, I mean, it, it's beautiful. Like you, you're seeing when you read a book from the beginning, you're understanding, you know, first why the apostle or, you know, the, the prophet is writing, you know, that, that, that letter, who he's, who he's writing it to. And purpose of why he's writing it you gotta you have to understand you know the context because if you don't understand the context it's easy to just cherry pick something you know in the middle of his letter or at the end of his letter and you know you gotta you gotta remember when the bible was first written there was no verses so it's just one you know full letter so we're not doing it justice to to take you know that's like going to a going to a, a movie or you know i don't know what kind of example can i give like yeah going to a movie theater you know seeing yeah, a movie for the first time the of the movie, yeah. 
and then you try to give your opinion, you know, like, well, this movie is about this when you're about three quarters in and the person that's, you know, been there from the very beginning that's been watching it and understands it, he's like, no, that's, that's not what it's talking about. You got to be very arrogant to just be like, no, 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 man. I, I, I you know, judging from the three quarter, the, the last quarter right. of the movie, this is what <laughs> yes. it's talking about, you know? And, that's, and you know, that's, that's such a good example, such a good illustration of how, the world mission society church of god studies the bible and it's 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 i think takes takes us back to what you were saying about galatians and that's interesting thanks for bringing that up that you know one of the things that happened in that initial conversation was you challenged us to go and and study daniel i think it's chapter seven was it chapter yeah. seven and, and kind of give some answers to some of the things you brought up from that and and our simple um encouragement was that you would go and read the entire book of Galatians, like not just chapter four, verse 26, but, but go and start at the beginning. And, and then I think another challenge was ask yourself, like, do you, do you really think, you know, read the book, the entire book all the way through. And, and like, do you really think that it's ask yourself, like, is it really about mother God? And, and what is Paul, what is Paul saying about what the gospel is and what it's all about? So, so yeah, like that's interesting that you're acknowledging that for you, so much of your studying the Bible wasn't really that you were, you were basically, I think doing what most members do is proof texting. You're going in and you're trying to pull out verses that will support a preconceived idea, you know, that you're already assuming about what, what the, the, the book says, and you're just going to go in and try to find texts that can support, um, uh, what you already have decided you're going to believe. Right. And, and, you know, and that's the problem, you know, and, and it, it's, it's very burdensome because then even, you know, later when you try to understand the rest of the scriptures, like, you know, you kind of learn how to just kind of tune it all out and just look at what's beneficial for you and for, and for your, you know, for your case, your studying, your, your arguments, you know, and, um, so yeah, I'm like, you know, it, yeah. it, it's, it, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say, you know, the book of Romans and the book of Galatians is some very, some very good books, man. And you know, the, the whole Bible, yeah. I mean, I, I, honestly, like, you know, another example that, you know, that, that comes to mind is I've been thinking really, um, is like, uh, you know, if you give, if you give, uh, the Bible to someone in, a, in an island, a far off island, never met anybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you tell him, you know, he, he's interested in knowing God, let's say hypothetically, he want he knows there's a God, he wants to know God is, you're like, here, I'm going to give you this Bible, I'm going to leave, I'm going to come back in a few years, tell me what you think, tell me what you understand. I guarantee you that they're not going to say, I'm son home, and, and there's a, there's a God, the mother, someone has to teach you that, you know, and, and so, you know, whether or not, you know, uh, they understand everything about Jesus. If they were to read the Bible like that, they would at least know, you know, uh, if they really studied it seriously, if they studied the Old Testament, even if they didn't know right away everything about who Jesus was, they would understand the, the foreshadowing that God showed throughout the Old Testament so that when fin when someone finally comes and just puts the pieces of the puzzle together, it's, it's, a, it's a clear picture. Jesus from the beginning, you know, now until the end, it, it's really, yep. it, it's all about Jesus. The whole Bible is about Jesus. Jesus was there in the beginning, you know, uh, one verse that, 
you know, we used to, that I love to use when I was in the church was Genesis 1.26. You know, God said, let us, you know, us and our, and, and it's plural, and, and it has to be God the Mother, you know, because who who else is there, you know, in the beginning with God? It, it, it has to be because, look, male and female were created. And then, you know, I'm reading the Bible. I look at, you know, now I'm, I'm seeing so many things like John chapter 1. And literally the title is, you know, the verse 1, in the beginning, you know, and it, it goes right back to Genesis one twenty six. The title is the be- in the beginning, right, the beginning. So John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so it says everything was created through through Jesus, the Son, you know. And so you're, I'm seeing these things now, and I'm like, man, I've probably read this a thousand times but I never really paid attention. And it's because I was, I was conditioned to see the Bible through a certain lens. But now I feel like everything is making, you know, some fear that, you know, oh, uh, I can't make sense of the Bible without, you know, without, you know, someone teaching me. You know, let the Holy Spirit teach you. You know, like uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, you know, ask. Ask, you know, knock on the door and it shall be answered to you. Like, I, I got on my knees and I asked God, like, you know, reveal yourself to me. I, I want to know. I, I desperately want to know the truth. I, I want to be saved, you know, and, and God has God has answered me, you know. And so, you know, my 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 uh, my challenge to members is, you know, don't don't be like, you know, we used to, especially me, you know, I used to always be like, you know, um, always say compare people to pharisees or sadducees you know people people out there in the world that you know like uh specifically christians you know or anyone that you know kind of like tooth and nail you know uh believes you know their doctrine it's easy to just call someone a pharisee but you know really the pharisees were teachers of the law you know they're people that are, were very well versed and and you know they they kept the law better than you know than any of us but Jesus, you know, even though they were keeping the law and outwardly they looked, you know, nice and they were looked up to, Jesus always saw the inside. And mm-hmm. Jesus was always concerned with the heart. And that's one thing that I realized that, you know, for 11 years I was, you know, gaining all this wisdom and understanding and, and you know, and, and I thought I had all the answers. But one thing that, that remained the same was my heart my heart was never changed. And so, you know, now, you know, um, my heart feels different. Like, uh, uh, I mean, it's heavy. And, you know, I I just have so many, so many emotions, man. And and honestly, like, uh, this is why I'm doing this. This this isn't, this isn't for me. Um, Honestly, this is, this is not for me. This is for the people out there that were in situations like me. And, and if I could help anybody, you know, my, my goal is not to, my goal is not to, you know, say like the, the church is, you know, the church is evil and the people in there are, I believe the people are, the, the people are, you know, misled. And uh, I think they were taught God wrong. I think that even the, the leadership of the church, like I'm, I'm talking like, you know, it's overseers some kids and missionaries, like even them, you know, that they, they're, I mean, it's just like Jehovah's Witness you know leaders and elders like they really believe you know that what what they've been taught they have a you know the the faith of their conviction you know but i think that it's at the top where the where the you know the the deception starts 
And, um, yes. you know, yes. and so it, it, I want to help people, man. And it's not just people in the, you know, in the, in the church of God, like I said, it, it's anyone, man. And, you know, th- this is the, this is a good platform to do it. So again, yeah. I think, thank you for the time, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, something you said is, is very similar to what I think, you know, conversations I've had with Jesse and others in the past about, you know, if you take the Bible and give it to somebody and they go off on a deserted island, read it by themselves, or would they come away with the doctrines of the world, mission, society, church, and God? Would they come away with this idea that the Bible teaches a mother God or, or that Christ is going to come back with, with a new a new name sort of deal? Is that what you would get if you just, if you, you know, you're not being taught this, you're just picking up the Bible and reading it, you know, from the beginning uh, for yourself and, and critically examining the text and asking yourself, what is this saying? What was the author trying to convey? Um, and I think you're absolutely right. You would, would never, never would you come up with, with the core doctrines of the world mission society church of God. And so somebody's I've heard uh, another former member say recently, he emphasized the fact that the world mission society church of God really is not a Bible based group like they're not bible based they're they're uh there are groups that's that's based in you know the books of ong song hong like they're they're in large part rooted in in ong song hong and then you know people like ju chul kim who have taken ong song hong's teachings and not only have she twisted the 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 you know the authors of the bible but i think ju chul kim and others have twisted ong song hong uh and his teachings I think what the World Mission Society Church of God teaches, um, if Aung San Kong knew half of what they teach and half of what they say about him, he'd be rolling over in his grave like, this is never what I intended. Although I think he had some terrible, messed up doctrines as well, um, plenty on his own. But but yeah, that that would be maybe before we kind of, um, I, I, I obviously we want to get to your story and, and let you share a little bit of, 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 of that. But I think maybe before we jump in, into that, just kind of giving this encouragement to to especially members um, to do kind of what Edgar was just talking about, like taking the book of Romans or the book of Galatians. And and if you want to know, you know, is this this group is the World Mission Society Church of God? Is it the truth? It is. Are their doctrine doctrines correct? Are they biblical? You know, you guys think that you have sort of this monopoly on understanding the bible and you feel like you have all this profound insight into what the bible teaches well then just take the bible take a book like galatians and and start at the beginning just read it all the way through and and be critical as you do so and don't come in with with this determination to just find verses that will support what you already believe but just take pick it up and say what what was paul really trying to say what what's the gospel message that he preached uh, if I just had, you know, the book of Galatians and Romans, and then somebody asked, based on that, tell me what what is the gospel, or or what did Paul teach about things like salvation and things like that, um, and and you know, do that. Go in and read those books by yourself and, and see what happens. Um, right. I, I think I think if you're honest and if you're sincere when you sit down and do that. You're going to find that that a lot of these world mission society church of god doctrines that that you might have felt are so solid and irrefutable um you're going to find that the 
when you actually read the Bible, the Bible creates a lot of problems for uh, Church of God doctrine. I, yeah, I agree 100 percent. And and, you know, adding to that, I think that that I, I like it, it's a it's a friendly challenge that, that uh, you know, I, I want to, you know, direct to the you know Church of God members or anyone in a, you know, in, in you know, any kind of group um, that's not, you know, a Christian group or, you know, um, basically, like my question is, do do we understand like who Jesus is? the bible says jesus is and what the gospel is i think those are two things that are very important that we, that we cannot mess up in and you know and we we can't we can't be mistaken on it, on either of those and and you know don't, don't be afraid to pursue truth you know when, when i used to preach to people I, I used to always tell them like you know really like from my heart, I would say, you know, have an open mind. Don't be like the Pharisees that close their minds and their heart to Jesus' message. They they thought they knew everything, so they they close their minds to to the gospel. You know, right. so I would say, you know, please be humble, have an open mind, and consider the things that that, that I say. Well, do you do you do the same thing? You know, like we members ask yourself, like when when we preach to people, do we also have an open mind to hear what the other person has to say? Or do we are we like the Pharisees that believe we just know, you know, everything? It's easy to just, you know, combat everything with saying, I know I have the truth. I know I have the truth and I know I can't be wrong. I know that I I know who the true God is. Well, Paul did the same thing, and you know, look, look what happened to him. You know, Paul was very zealous. He thought he had it all figured out. He kept the laws better than any Church of God member that I know of. You know, he knew the Bible like the back of his hand. Yeah, he was wrong. You know, and 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 Jesus revealed you know himself to him. And you know, if we use the same criteria with the Jehovah's Witness, you know, if 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 he gets stuck, you know, on a certain you know Bible verse. And he says, you know, well, I just know I have the truth. You know, Jehovah God and the Watchtower is 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 the inspired, you know, truth. And you know, so you know, what does that mean? You know, should you know, should we just accept that? And just you know, let him hear. You know, are we gonna you know do our best to really like reach out to these people? You know, when we say that we're out here and you know, being a member of the Church of God, when I was out there, I would say, you know, I'm out here trying to save souls. Are we really out here trying to, you know, save souls? You know, are we just trying to preach our doctrine? You know, are we, you know, are we just trying to get our point across? You know, I, I think that also our souls are important as well, you know, and, and, and we should, you know, we should definitely consider, you know, other people's words and not look at it as someone is trying to, I think that sometimes when you're a member of the church or any one of these groups, when, when you're sitting down and you're conversating with someone, you know, it, it's usually, you know, an argument or, you know, they're, when they're speaking, instead of actually listening to them, you're just kind of going ahead of them and thinking of your next, you know, you're just like, okay, as soon as he gets done talking, I'm going to go to this point, you know, and, and we need to hear, you know, we need to have a humble mind to, to hear, you know, what, what other people have to say, man, because, you know, yeah. uh, we, we, you know, you, you never know, man. Uh, you know, God works in, in in mysterious ways, and you know, really, it took a you know a lot of things for me to really like uh, really open my my mind and 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 really feel that God is the one who opened my my heart up to soften my heart to make me realize that 
I didn't have everything figured out and that, you know, prophecies and all this wisdom is good. But it, you know, it, it, it's not what Jesus was looking for. It's not what the, you know, and, and the gospel, really the gospel is really something that really opened my eyes. Um, the, the gospel and, and, and Romans is, is, you know, it's laid out perfectly so clearly, but even throughout the whole new Testament, like, I mean, if the past, you know, uh, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to where you know where I'm gonna begin telling my whole story up to the point to where I left the church because I want to bring up some very crucial points of you know the gospel and, and how I left. But even even thinking a little bit about the New Testament, you know, like uh, you know the the Ethiopian eunuch, the Bible says when he heard the good news about Jesus. He stopped the chariot and was, you know, he, he gave orders and, you know, hey, I see water right there. What's keeping me from being baptized? And, and the Bible says it was when he heard the good news about Jesus, right? So the good news is the gospel in Greek. So he literally heard the good news about Jesus, but that means he heard the gospel, right? He heard the gospel of Jesus right. Christ. Well, what, what was the gospel? What is the gospel? Well, Philip was preaching to him from Isaiah 53. That has nothing to do with the Passover, the feast, the laws. It was Jesus Christ being led to the slaughter, being crucified and torn apart for our sins. And, and you know, all, all our iniquity was put on him, and, and through his wounds we are healed. And that moved the Ethiopian eunuch. And the Bible says when he understood that and he accepted that, when he realized the good news, he felt in his heart he wanted to stop and get baptized. Not because he feared God. He thought war was coming. The end was coming. It was not like that. It was because in his heart, his heart was touched. When he, because he, his heart responded to the message. And, you know, I think that, you know, that's a very important point that really helped me out is really understanding what is the real biblical gospel that the, not yes. something that someone right. taught you, but what is the biblical gospel that, you know, throughout the whole New Testament. And, you know, when you search for that and you, you search for Jesus, I, I think that a lot of times where people go wrong is, is they're out, you know, even me, there was a point in, in my life where I was just out searching for questions. And there's millions of questions, man. And if you go out on a on a pursuit to, you know, search for questions, when you find out, you know, answers to certain questions, well, you're gonna get a lot, you know, you're gonna have a lot more questions after that, and you never get your 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 fill, you know. And, and I realized that Jesus, you know, th there's a difference of when you're chasing questions and when you find the answer. See, the the answer is Jesus. And you know, in the book of Ephesians explains that in him is hidden all the all the mysteries and you know, all the treasures of, of wisdom and knowledge. And when you find the answer, then all the questions, you know, like the the whatever whatever questions you have, they'll they'll be answered. Whatever, you know, you need to know, God will make sure, you know, you know. But as long as you know the answer, that you know, that's the most important thing, man. And and you know, and so again, that's my challenge for the members is, you know, know who Jesus is and you know, what is the gospel, you know, and I think those two things are, you know, very important. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so good and that that's just re re emphasizes I think so much of, of what I've been trying to say, you know, for a lot of years. You just said it with a little bit more credibility behind it because of your, your background. But but just to hear you you talk about things like you coming across passages like like about the eunuch and seeing, okay, what 
what happened there? Was any mention, was there any mention of Passover or, or, you know, make sure you go keep Sabbath day, you know, make sure you tithe enough, make sure you go out and, and, and preach enough. There was, there was no mention of, mention of any of that. You know, the, the only thing that that eunuch did was he, he trusted and he believed in this, this good news about Jesus and, and then immediately was baptized and, um, and, you know, there's places like Acts chapter, I think it's Acts chapter 10, where it talks about how, you know, Peter was preaching to the Gentiles, uh, you know, the gospel. Obviously, he makes no mention of Passover. Well, there's no mention of, of Passover or, or any mention of Sabbath keeping, um, except for there, there's no mention of the disciples or the apostles teaching about Passover or Sabbath in, in the book of Acts. Um but yet it, it talks about these Gentiles heard the message and they received the Holy Spirit. Like they believed it and they received the Holy Spirit. Well, if, if biblically speaking, if you receive the Holy Spirit, well, that that shows that, you know, you are you're good with God. Right. You, you are you are right. a, a child of God or you are uh, you are saved, whatever terminology you, you maybe want to use there. And the fact that these people receive the Holy Spirit completely apart from any sort of interaction with with keeping Passover or Sabbath or or tithing or anything like that any of these requirements that that um, the WMSCOG puts on members that should make members stop and pause and say what again going back to uh, the gospel of what what is what is the gospel message that that um, the the authors of the Bible were trying to communicate. And is it the same message that, that I have believed in? And so, you know, that's, that's something regardless of what your thoughts are about the Bible. You know, if, if you're a, a, an ex member or, or not a member at all, who, who just doesn't even believe in the Bible, you can, you can pick it up and see that what it teaches, what it's trying to convey is so much, uh, so far removed from from what the World Mission Society Church of God teaches, and I think if again, if you just pick it up and read it for yourself, apart from the influence um, of of your pastors and your deacons and your your elders, um, you're going to come come up with a much different message from the Bible than what um, the WMSCOG has been feeding you. And so, so w- with that, um, I think this is this is a long intro but i think there's a lot of, of good stuff there but we do want to hear <laughs> edgar um we want to hear your story we want to hear um you know at, at least some of how you got into the group and then obviously we want to know sort of about your experiences inside and, and then ultimately what made you leave but let's just start at the beginning and just tell us um when did you join and what was it initially that made you join the World Mission Society Church of God. So I joined church. I was baptized actually on the first night that I had studied with the church, which was in December 2010. And it was actually like a few days before Christmas. Um, how it started was, you know, kind of giving a little background before, you know, I even was approached, you know, by the church. I uh, I considered myself a Christian. I, I, I believed in God. But, you know, my understanding of, of God was kind of the same as my understanding of Santa Claus. You know, like it, it, it was really tradition. I, I, I really couldn't say that, that I knew who God was. I just knew of God. 
And, you know, and I think a lot of us, you know, a lot of people are, are with that, you know, that, that they really don't know who God is. They're just kind of like taught, you know, like uh, their tradition, their family tradition, you know. And so, you know, I believed in God. I said I, you know, uh, I believed in Jesus and, you know, um, I always had a respect for God, but I, I really, you know, I, I would go to churches from time to time, but, you know, it just kind of went in one ear and out the other, never really heard, got nothing that kind of, you know, stuck with me. And, you know, I had a, I had a good friend of mine that uh, I had, you know, met, you know, years, years past at my first job and you know, we became good friends and then um, I've seen him in some years. And, um, you know, one day I was, you know, at, uh, at an apartment complex with my wife and my son. It was late at night. It was a, it was a weekday. And, and, you know, my, my friend that I hadn't seen in a, in a few years came knocking on my door. And, uh, and I remember I answered the door and I was kind of like, man, it's, you know, it's late. And, you know, it, it was, it was my friend. He was dressed up in a suit and tie. And I'm like, well, I'm like, man, what's going on? You know, and, you know, he's like, man, I want to, you know, I want to talk to you. Well, first he was like, you know, how you doing? It's been a long time. He comes, you know, I tell him, come in. And, you know, we're talking, catching up. And then he starts telling me about the church. And he's like, you know, I'm going to this church, man. And, you know, it, 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 it's the true church. And Christ came back from Korea and, you know, all these things. And, you know, at first when he told me these things, I'm like, man, I'm like, no, this doesn't, this doesn't sound right. You know, like, man, you're crazy, you know, and, uh, you know, and, you know, come and, come and study, you know, and, uh, he was like, come and study and see for yourself, you know, and so I was like, you know, I was kind of like, nah, no, nah, I'm not, it's too late, I gotta, you know, I gotta work the next day, and, you know, and, um, and, you know, make a long story short, he convinced me, ended up on the deacon, and on speakerphone to where I could hear him, because I, I was like, there's no way that they're gonna, a church is open this late at night, you know, and so he calls the deacon, the deacon's like, yeah, bring him by and, you know, come, you know, come and study. And so right away, I was like, oh, you know, okay, well, I wasn't expecting that. What's going on? They're really eager to, you know, share, share the message. So, you know, I get to the church and, um, you know, the house church at this point is just a house church. And it was on, it was on the north end here in Wichita. And so I get there where, the, you know, we're one of the only people there. And, you know, at first it was kind of sketchy, but I'm there with my friend, you know, I, I, and my wife and my son. And so the deacon at this time, you know, he's really, he's really nice, really humble. And he sits us down in the, I believe it was the living room, but they kind of turned it into like a, like a, kind of like a classroom. They had a big board and, and, and the podium and everything. And uh, so he, you know, he begins to right away, you know, get, you know, start going off on the board. And I remember I studied the first I studied was like the secret forgiveness of sins and, you know, and, you know, he tells me like, uh, you know, that basically I'm a, you know, guilt trip off the, off the very beginning is, you know, you're, you're, you're a sinner and, you know, like, uh, in the most humblest way, I mean, I have the, the guy, I love the guy. He's, he's a, he's a really nice guy, really humble, you know, but from the very beginning they got, remember, they're going off a script. It's not their own words. So, you know, in the script, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure you let them know you're a sinner and you try to kill God in, in heaven. And, you know, you're, you're, it's true. We're a bad, we're bad people, but about as far as trying to kill God in heaven and pre-existence and all that, that that's not in the scripture, but yeah, that's a, that's another point for another day. Uh, but anyway, they make you, they give you this, you know, this guilt trip and they make you, you know, you're like, wow, like I'm, I'm going to hell. You know, and so they tell you, basically, they lead you to the very end to where they tell you that you have to keep 
Passover in order to go back to heaven. And if you don't keep it, then you're pretty much, you know, dead and you're not going to be forgiven of your sins. And so, you know, I had no understanding of, you know, second coming Christ or, or God the Mother or any of that. I just knew that I needed to keep Passover in order to be saved. So I remember that after we got done studying that, you know, uh, he asked me if we had any if we had any questions and asked me what I thought and if I wanted to keep the Passover. And then I said, yes, you know, and he was like, well, you have to get baptized first. And I was like, okay, you know, let's get baptized. So, you know, I wasn't thinking, you know, at that time I was very young, you know. And so, you know, me, my wife, my son in the middle of the night, like, you know, I don't know, midnight, we, we got baptized, you know, and uh, in the bathtub at their house. And, you know, since then, like, you know, after that, it was pretty much like they encouraged us to go to church every single day and to continue to study. And so, you know, we we were going every single day and, you know, you know, studying every single day and, um, you know, basically went through the went through the sermon books quick, you know, because at that time here in Wichita, the church was first starting. So I realized later the reason why they were kind of like rushing us through is because they want to make us gospel workers. And they really took like an interest in me, I, I feel like, because I remember that as soon as as soon as they got done with like book one, studying with me book one in a matter of days, they handed me a book and they were like, okay, now you're gonna, now you're gonna teach. Now we're gonna, you know, train you to teach. And so, you know, looking back at it, they kind of gave me like a crash course and, you know, focused on me because I think it was easier to focus on, on members at the time a lot more when there's not that many people that you got to manage. So, you know, they, they focused on me a lot and they, you know, they, uh, they trained me very well in the, you know, in the, in their sermon books. And, um, so yeah, man, you know, that, that's kind of how, kind of how I got started. And, you know, right off the back, like, uh, I guess, uh, like, you know, when, when you think you have the truth you know, and you think that you have, you know, you've met God and, you know, and, and right. you think the end is coming any day now, automatically you want to go and, and, uh, you know, bring your loved ones and your family. So, you know, I, I go tell my parents and, you know, it took a while. They finally came, got baptized. And then my, my cousin and, you know, friends and man, I was off, you know, and, you know, bringing, you know, people. And I, and I, that's the thing is when they see that you bring like people that you have the ability to bring people, that's when they really take like a liking to you, you know, and they really focus on you because, you know, you're, you know, they, they're basically look protecting their investment, you know, and they're looking at, they're looking at you as through you, we can bring in, you know, a lot of people, you know, and that, that, that's how I I'm understanding now. Like, you know, that's my opinion, but that's, you know, that, that's what I really believe that, you know, because I've been through, you know, I was, a uh, you know, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a leader. Like I never, uh, I, I never had a title. Um, they try to send me out to, to establish, you know, a church many times. And I've actually been sent out to, to lead services in, in certain churches. But, um, you know, even, even like, it, it, it's crazy, man. Like, uh, really like, uh, there's so many things that that that, that I want to mention about you know even when we're when we're going out and we're we're establishing these churches, 
and you know there's not enough people to for them to i feel like to profit out of or it's not a big enough city we'll get a lot of people that are coming to the service but if there's not enough you know my opinion you know revenue or you know yeah. a big big enough city that they forget about place and they stop sending people to keep the service and they leave the people you know be and, so you know, so you're you're saying that a lot of that you feel like in your opinion is influenced by money by whether or not whether or not something someone or or a group of people or individuals can help bring in cash flow determines their level of importance is that what you're yeah i mean in in my opinion yes because to me it doesn't make sense you know if we if we go to you know a city and we baptize you know i can name city like blackwell oklahoma we went there in around 2015 and I mean, we baptized hundreds of people in that church, and I got proof in my phone. I got videos of me being there, leading the service. I would get sent. We would come back to Wichita after we had all those baptisms, and we'd go. We'd get, you know, I'd get sent out a lot to go to travel to Oklahoma and study with the the members to kind of like, you know, build their faith is what we would say. You know, let's build their faith. Right. And I come back to Wichita and then when it would be the service day, they would send me back to keep like a Sabbath day service with them. And people would show up and we would rent a hotel and, you know, people would show up and we'd keep the service. Um, but what happened was as time started going by and we started, you know, uh, establishing churches in bigger cities, we focused more on on those places and got actual buildings for for them, and the members that you know because there was not that many members that were attending service in Oklahoma, it just one day just forgot about them, and you know it, wow. it, it happened a lot, you know. So do you do you feel like then there's a relation between kind of what you're saying there and the mentality that they have about money do you feel like that's related to why so many members have told us that they were t either uh, discouraged from or uh, explicitly told not to preach to like the elderly uh, handicapped homeless you know homosexuals things like that but especially you know groups like like the homeless or the elderly um because when I when I hear that, like my my opinion, um, I want to be careful to word it in that way. My my opinion on that is that I look at that and I say, well, obviously they're they're not in in it for the people. They don't actually have this genuine care for for the souls or the hearts or the well being of the of the people they're preaching to. They're just in large part, anyways. They're looking at what can they gain by those who they are preaching to um and so do you, do you feel like that's that's kind of plays into it as as far as why so many members are told not to preach to these certain uh groups of people yeah it, it all comes you know in my opinion again um you know it all comes down to you know uh, what benefits you know the church the most and, you know, even I can share from my experience, like, you know, here here in Wichita, um, not once 
was I ever told, you know, not once were as a church where we told, hey, let's go evangelize and, you know, the, you know, the, the places where the people, you know, homeless or, you know, like, uh, people that, that need, the that people need, that really need know, it, care. Right? Yeah. Like we, we never went evangelizing there. It was always, we need to find college students. We need to find mm-hmm. juicy fruits for mother. We need to, we need to go to these <laughs> universities and we need to, we need to go to these gated communities and the East side and the West side of Wichita. And, and it was always targeting those areas. And I always felt like in, you know, in, in, in my heart, like, man, what about the, yeah. you know, these people, you know, and, 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 you know, I was told point blank, you know, like no one can tell me, you know, like that the church d- didn't teach that, like that we we shouldn't preach to, you know, these people. I, I I also was, you know, in charge of a group and union. I've been assistant and, you know, I was told, you know, I, I taught people, you know, like for, for, for the longest because of what I was taught, you know, like, hey, you know, these people are like this because of, you know, their sin that they committed in heaven, you know. And uh, but even then, even though, like, you know, I was taught that and I had to say that, I still had, uh, I still preached to some homeless people and I even brought them in because I just, I don't know, man, I, I always yeah. knew there was something, you know, but it would always, you know, I noticed when I brought, you know, people in like that, um, they were genuine, caring people, but the rest of, like, the leadership wouldn't give the same attention to those people as if i were to bring someone from a university or you know and yeah. so you know and that you it, know that that kind of stuff is just always just it's it's bewildering to be uh you know a group like the world this is world mission society church of god that claims to be you know biblical and and to to have such profound understanding of the bible you know it doesn't it doesn't take a whole lot of reading of the Bible to realize that, you know, that's, that's a big issue, that sort of attitude, that sort of behavior. I mean, it's, it sort of goes back to, if you just pick up the Bible yourself, go, go to a book like James or, or just read through the gospels and look at Jesus and how he um, interacted with, with certain groups like, you know, the prostitutes or the, the, the people who were kind of looked at as the low, the low, the less, the less, um, lesser um in society and it seemed like those were the kinds of people that he was hanging out with and and so much of his ministry seemed to be all about you know when he was mad at the pharisees it seemed like the thing he was mad at them about was because they were doing exactly this sort of thing that you're describing where they're like showing favoritism to certain people who who can benefit them uh and and ignoring those who will be more of a hindrance um it, it so it's just it's always just it's like baffling to me when when i see members are so supposedly passionate about god's law and keeping the commands of god and you know like like accusing people like me saying you know you're 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 a heathen going to hell and satan worshiper because you you celebrate christmas and then all the while they are you know, treating with contempt all these different people groups that, that, you know, if you look at Jesus, it seemed to be these were the people that he really came for. You know, he came not for those who are well, but those who are uh, sick, those who need a physician. And so um, that's just something that's always been, it's just, it continues to this day to just 
be so confusing about how 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 somebody could be i don't know what the word would be maybe i guess just blind to to some of the clear you know things that are conveyed in the bible about what what really is important you know in the mind of god what's more important how you treat your neighbor how you treat the lowly the 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 poor of the world or if you're keeping sabbath or not like which one is is seems to be valued more in the eyes of jesus if you know and it just seems like if you're if you look at the gospels and look at jesus it's pretty obvious which one he was more concerned with was he more concerned with the outward uh of keeping sabbath and 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 keeping these outward rituals or was he more concerned with those who um you know loving loving your neighbor uh and and helping sharing your heart and and uh doing good to to those who needed it um so yeah that that's just that to this day that's still just it's crazy to me that that's so widely practiced in the wmscog by a group that claims to be you know biblically based and, and you know and again is because you know they they're, they're hardened you know that it, it's all about you know it's all about knowledge it's all about you know they what they've been taught is the correct way to evangelize certain people and only certain people are acceptable in the eyes of god yet they don't even see the holes in in you know in 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 that doctrine itself like there's so many holes in the doctrine that it's not even funny it does not hold any water whatsoever like the stuff that i really thought that i there's no way i could be wrong and this is the perfect truth like now i realize like wow like there's so many holes in this thing that <laughs> there's not enough plugs <laughs> in the world you can, like you know like they say yeah. you know like uh yeah. you know like hey you know you gotta save the we gotta save seven billion holes we gotta you know preach the forgiveness of sins and keep the passover but then when you try to go do oh well only with certain people you know not the you know not not these right. people because you know they're they're not they benefit, money you know exactly you know well you know, they might not even say nothing but like again i said we never went and evangelized in those areas but then again according to their number one you know one of their favorite verses john chapter 6 verse 53 jesus says unless you eat my flesh and blood you know you have no no life in you and he said whoever eats my flesh so what does whoever means it means anyone so if if yeah. we're going to stay consistent to what they teach then it's, it's not exclusive it, it's for everyone you know whoever eats my flesh and blood you know if we're being consistent to you know church of god teaching but see within their doctrine they they cherry pick you know to certain people and they 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 make it to where you know basically everything you know is uh it benefits them you know like whatever benefits them, that's the path they're going to take and you know again it's because it's because you know and the members they don't realize these things because they're just they're just following they're just they're just obeying and they're too scared to question anything and you know that's that's one of the things that i also want to mention is you know this is not just exclusive to the church of god this is jehovah's witness mormons hebrew Islam, so all you know so many different cults yes, out there right. and they basically teach you you know that they put so much fear in you to question anything about the church and if you question anything you should feel guilty and 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 you're you know you're 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 uh 
you're you're an enemy questioning and, and God. Yeah. You're questioning how dare you? You're you're questioning God, you're questioning the perfect truth. I mean you're questioning your savior, like but yet the Bible the how come the Bible didn't say that to the Berean Jews? You know, when Apostle Paul commends them in the book of Acts, chapter 17, right? Yeah. The Berean Jews, they, they were even called noble. They were commended by the Apostle yeah. because they didn't just accept everything that Apostle Paul taught, but they examined scriptures to see if what Apostle Paul said was true. How come they were not rebuked or, or called people of little faith? They were commended. You know, and, and, and again, in the Bible, yeah. it says you should test spirits to see if the spirits come from God. But yet you have these organizations that tell you, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't, don't go on the internet. Don't go over here. Don't, don't go over there, you know, but the thing is, you know, yeah. it, 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 you know, when, when you're scared to find out, you know, what the truth is and you'll just stay in the same place that you're in and, you know, and, and it makes me feel so sorry for the people, like I said, in all these different groups, because they're so scared to, to question anything. And yet when I read the Bible, I see the apostles were glad to answer questions. I mean, these people, Jesus said, blessed are those who, who thirst, you know, who, who are hungry for, for righteousness. And, you know, like he, they welcome, you know, questions the, the, in the new Testament, it says all over the place, you know, um, be ready to give an answer for the for the you know the hope that 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 you know that's in you and you know you know we, we, as christians we're we're supposed to you know uh have answers for people that that are thirsty for the truth and we should shame them and say to them you know like oh you don't have enough why are you asking questions you don't have strong enough faith and you're bad because you, you have these questions like you, you and you shouldn't feel bad to have these questions these questions should be answered because th here's the thing if something is true it's gonna stand no matter what so what are we what, what are people afraid of are you afraid to find out what is the truth you know or are you afraid that you might actually be in the darkness is that really the question? Yeah. And so the Bible says, you know, people that are in the dark, they're scared to come into the life for the fear that their deeds might be exposed, you know. And, and so my thing is you have to test everything with through through the fire. I mean, if it's true, it should stand up to scrutiny. It, nothing should be able to, to, to break the truth. You know, the apostles, they were never scared to go out into public. You know, look, look at Apollos in the, in the New Testament time. The Bible says Apollos would go out and publicly debate publicly. Yeah. Pharisees and Sadducees. Right. When have I ever seen a, a, a church of God leader publicly debate anybody? Yes. Never. And the Never. invitation is still open for them to come on to to this platform and do so in a respectful or respectful way such a such a great point yeah you, that that's that's not just something that we're inviting members to come on and do leaders or deacons or pastors we want you to come on and represent this group but but that's not even necessarily just our idea that's something you see uh modeled in the bible like you said by people like apollos who would publicly debate and, and ultimately, it, it seems like for groups like the World Mission Society, Church of God, high demand groups, high control groups. Um, and again, you're, you're so right to say it's not just this group. It's so many other groups. Even, I mean, even even uh, within Christianity, you know, evangelicalism, that can happen and does happen. Um, 
but but the truth should not be afraid to to um, have a dialogue, a genuine, honest dialogue. You know, the truth. Those who have the truth should not be afraid to have a simple phone conversation with me. Something I've invited almost every time I have a YouTube dialogue uh, in the comment sections. I always try to invite them to come on and just talk to me like a human being. And, and it, it's 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 happened. I think maybe once or twice, um, but very very rarely and so for groups that are high demand high control that that try to guilt and shame and produce fear in their members to not ask questions don't question the doctrine to me that's such a clear sign of insecurity like that points to just an insecurity and a fearfulness in in the organization itself that it's 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 going to be found out or something like that like they 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 know they have to control the information because they know that at the root of it all, if the truth is found out, it's all going to collapse. Right. And, and again, you know, and that's such a, you know, eye opening, you know, that that's a red flag. I mean, people, we should, as yeah. members, they should see right through that, 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 you know, um, why is it that there is no public debate? It's always come into this, into this yeah. church into this secluded room and and you know bet it's best if you have no biblical knowledge come in here into <laughs> this secluded right. room and then we're gonna we're gonna teach you you know and we're basically gonna give you you know bo books like like these you know yeah. which we're gonna tell you the bible is so difficult to understand and you have to read these books and these books are tools to make it easy for you to understand the Bible. But what people don't realize, and again, this is not just the church of God. This is a lot of churches are like this. They'll give you their literature and then they'll tell you this is this, this is a compass. It's going to help you understand the Bible easier. It's going to make more sense. But what you don't realize is that you're now you're just going to accept everything that they're, that they're uh, you know, their books you know the way they're they're the bible from their point of view you're you're accepting by when you read these books you're, you're already conditioning your mind to understand the bible the way they see the bible yes. and you you so you don't even get a fair shot of really understanding the bible for yourself and again before i forget i want to mention a point about you know apollos i think one of the main reasons why i love that example in the bible in the book of acts of of apollos going out and debating these pharisees and you know the, the teachers of the law um my question is was it because i can already see members you know oh well you know we don't want to do that because it's you know uh it's not you know whatever excuse that they can they can come up with it's no benefit we're we're wasting our time with these false prophets evil spirits because yeah. this is what a leader would say i i know you know this is don't waste your time and they're evil spirits are false prophets but apollos didn't feel like he was wasting his time because I don't think that Apollo's reason for, for debating the, the Pharisees or the teachers of the law was for, for them or for him to prove that he's right and they're wrong. But what about the benefit for the listeners, mm -hmm. for the listeners of the debate to find out, to, to have, a, right. have an opportunity 
to to weigh the the the, the options and see which one really sounds like it when it's been te- when it's been tested, not when when someone is just allowed to speak over and over, but when it's really put to the test, what stands up more to the to the fire, and and, and what is you know what are we so afraid about that? That's what we should be doing, and and you know and so you know again it it's a it's a healthy encouragement. You know if if you really feel that you have the truth, what what's holding you? You know, yeah. why is it members, when they come on these videos, even me, myself included, I'm not saying, because I, I was like that for, for 11 years, even every, when I would come on, you know, videos like this or other content, you're going under different aliases, different, you never use your name, you, you'll never yeah. sh- show your face. Because you you know that you, you know you'll get rebuked by the church and, and you know and you'll be looked down upon and and what are you even doing there you know but I feel that a lot of members are are deep down even be under all the you know the 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 face of you know that that defense that they that they put up they they there's something inside them that that they feel that something's not right and you know what really got me out was the sense of not having peace you know for for 11 years i felt that i had you know uh, a lot of knowledge and a lot of understanding you know a lot of a lot you know like uh some members you know like uh they look at it as as far as like you know have you bore a lot of fruits and that'll tell you where where you stand with god you know and you know uh i can say that i you know According to the church doctrine, I bore a lot of, you know, I, I, I should be, I should have a gold ticket to go to heaven because look, I even, got, <laughs> I, I want to show you this. Look, this is, this is wow. an award that, that I got. Okay. Okay. Wow. And, and you now look at this. And, okay. So not many people get that, huh? No, no. There's your name too. Okay. Yeah. And and so this was, you know, this is supposedly wow. given to you from, you know, God the Mother. And I've never seen by, one of those. Yeah, and and you know, this was given to me because in a in a matter of you know a few months, I led hundreds of people into the church, and so you know, again, they they reward stuff like that. You know, they 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 focus. You know, they 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 really focus on people that you know have the ability to you know bring people in and you know and you know they do their best to like again whatever benefits you know in my opinion it's, it's whatever you know whatever benefits them whatever helps the you know the church out but the funny thing is you know out of all those people that hundreds of, i don't know how many hundreds of people i brought in but i could say that you know like a lot of those you know a lot of these people that bring in these large amount of members like you know, more than ninety percent of them never come back. You just, you just kind of get them to get baptized by scaring the heck out of them with with World <laughs> War Three, and you know, all I remember there was times when I wouldn't even like, I wouldn't even bring the Bible out. I would really go out and I would just have like, you know, certain 
a news articles uh, bookmarked on CNN or RT News, and I would be like, you know, hey man, look, the World War Three coming, and you know, you're you're you have the mark of the beast right now, and you need to receive the seal of God, and that's keeping the Passover. And if you don't come get baptized right now, World War Three can break out. And and I had my whole pitch like it was a it was like it you was a, it was a script. Yeah, like World War Three is gonna break out and. It takes five minutes for all the nukes to be in the air. From the time that they're in the air and to the time they hit the ground, you got approximately three to five minutes. What are you going to do in, in, in three to five minutes? You have no time to do anything. So the only thing that matters right now is are you saved? And have you kept the Passover? You're not saved, so you need to come to the, you know, and it, and it was just, and, and this is how you get people, you know, and it uh, it's it's scare tactics, you know, but the thing is, you know, it's one of the, like I, like I said earlier, it's funny to me because now I look back at it and like I know hundreds of I'm I'm still friends with a lot of church leaders and I'm pretty sure this video I'm probably going to be public enemy number one so oh yeah but uh but um you know it's funny because I've brushed shoulders with so many you know, leaders and so many members and you know preaching you know world war three's coming and all these things but the, one of the first warnings Jesus Christ gave in Matthew chapter 24 about the sign of the false prophets is you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is yet to come. And yet we're out here first thing on our in our mouth and a lot of the members' mouth is World War Three is coming. You're wars spreading coming. rumors of wars. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, yeah, that's one of the things that Jesus clearly that said, weird. you know, <laughs> don't don't even pay attention don't to that. Such yeah. things must happen, you know, and yet, <laughs> just the, you know, and we say we're going off exactly what the Bible teaches. Well, uh, that doesn't really make sense with that, does it? You know, and so, you know, there's, there's so many holes in doctrine, man. And I can't wait to, you know, get to another part where we can talk about King David and how there's so many, literally yeah, every Yeah, we need to do study, a whole video about, about that, I think. So many holes in the doctrine, man, you know. And but again, you know, it, it just um, really, uh, man, I can't wait to, you know, uh, to really keep, you know, uh, trying to to do my part to help people, you know, op open their eyes to the truth. And, you know, th that's the goal, man. It it's not, you know, yeah. all the glory has to go to God, man. Ultimately, God is the one that has to do the work. But we we also, you know, I believe God has given us free will. And so that's where where it comes into play that we also have to make a conscious choice to to, you know, if we have these doubts, are we going to keep suppressing them? Are we going to keep throwing them in the back burner and keep keep being told that not to worry about it's not important. We'll, we'll study about it later. Or you have to ask yourself, why is it that these questions keep coming up in, you know, in my mind? What, why, even though they tell me to push it to the back burner, why is it still heavy on my heart? It's because who's putting it there? You know, and, and, and we, you, you have to, you know, the, the Bible says when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And honestly, I feel free. Like for, for 11 years, I, I felt that I was a, I was a slave. There was no peace, you know. It doesn't matter. I just showed you awards for all the fruit that, that I bore and, you know, all the Sabbath that, that you know, that I, I never missed a Sabbath and Passover and, you know, all these things. 
but I had no peace. I had no peace, man, and, and, you know, I can honestly say that, and, you know, it was always, you always examined, if, if, if you thought the, if you thought the end was coming, if you thought like, you know, because every, every year it's a different prophecy that the end, the, the world's going to end, and, you know, you always try to do your best up into that, you know, time where they say the world's going to end or something's going to happen, and you're always questioning yourself. You're always questioning yourself, am I saved? Even after you did all these things, but then you, you ask yourself, well, well because you can't I, really ever know. Exactly. So you keep Passover. Let's say you keep Passover once a year instead of, yeah, you have a moment, you feel good. But then right after that, you know, maybe the next Sabbath, the, the leader might go up there and say, well, did you really keep the Passover in spirit and in truth? Did you really mean it when you were, and then if you didn't, oh, here, here's the kicker. You know, every year, um, you know, for the majority, like uh, I've heard this sermon multiple times when, when, when the whole church would gather together and keep the Passover. And then like the next day, a lot of people don't know this, but the next day they keep a, another uh, feast, which is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It's, the, it's always every year, it's the day after Passover. So I don't know how many times I heard on the after the whole church would keep the Passover, the following day would be the Feast of Eleventh Bread, and when when uh, always on the Passover, hundreds of people attend. That seems like when the church is really focused on bringing the people to once a year celebrate the Passover, but then the next day it's the if the group reduces from like full to like you know a quarter of what was on the passover day and here's the funny thing is the leader you know i've heard this multiple times they'll be like well you know had a, all the people that came they had a misunderstanding because unless you keep the feast of 11th bread the passover doesn't work so even though they made all this effort to keep the you know the passover the the previous day by them not showing up to keep the other feast it really didn't There's mean anything there's always, it's always more. And so this, this is, you know, the people that I've been, you know, th thanks to God, I can, I can share this now because, like I said, I mean, it's already going to come out and be open. And like I said, I'm going to be public enemy number one. But, I, you know, thanks to God, man, there's been people, leaders of the church that are now, I can say they're, they're, they're out. And, uh, you know, I've talked to them and they're, they, they've even, I've even gone to, you know, Christian churches with them. And, uh, you know, and, and the seed has been planted. And so, you know, I feel like, uh, it's, you know, we, we, we as, as Christians, man, we, we, we really, you know, we have to really realize that, you know, we have, we have an ability that, that God has given us and, and you know, we have God's mercy on us that he let us know the truth. So I think that, you know, we have an obligation, you know, to, to share this, to share this message with, with others, you know, as like Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. And, you know, I feel like yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these members that are, that are, that are in this church, like I can, I can tell you from experience, some of these members that are now out, you know, and they, they told me like how, how broken they, they felt being inside this church and how, you know, uh, you know, I've heard so many stories of, of members that like, you know, feel like they've been alienated from their families and, and, yes. you know, gave right. up their, gave up their, their future, gave up so many, you know, so many things. And, you know, like, uh, 
But the most heartbreaking one is like, you know, families, man, like, you know, they, 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 they leave their families and they, you know, they, they basically leave, leave their, you know, everything behind and they go and they follow this church and, and, and see, I'm not against, I'm not, cause I already can see what a church of God member is going to say is, oh, are you saying that, uh, we shouldn't leave father, mother, you know, son or daughter for the sake of the gospel? That's not the point. The point is, is it a free will choice or are you being forced to do these things? See, when you're a member of the Church of God, these things aren't optional. You have to do So, for instance, me, it was, you know, Edgar, you have to do, you have to go. And they're not asking me. You have to go do this. You, you need to go lead this church over here. If you don't, uh, you know, in 2015, we were hearing because we thought the end was going to come in 2015 on the Day of Atonement. You know, uh, we thought that it was in, in September 2015, the world was going to end. And so we were out, you know, that was a time when we were establishing churches left and right. And so, Did you, say tw- you know, 2015? Yes, 2015. Yeah. And so in 2015, we were establishing, you know, churches left and right. And I remember, you know, sitting in the pews and hearing the sermons over and over. You know, if you're not being used to establish a church or being sent out to establish a church, what are you doing? Do you really have faith? Are you really saved? You know, so again, you know, you never have, you never have peace while you're, while you're in the church. And one thing I always tell these members, like, it's funny, like, like, you know, they, they tell you when you first come into the church, the, the spill is you, you're a sinner. You try to kill God in heaven. You know, you're, you're not saved. You need to keep the Passover. If you keep the Passover, you're forgiven of your sins. You feel a God. You're saved. You're good. You're so good. If you keep the Passover, you're good. You're saved. You you can sleep like a baby tonight because you're going to heaven. But what happens is, after you keep Passover, you go back for another study. Now it went from you being saved after keeping Passover. Yeah, well, you kept Passover. That's good. But did you know you need to keep the Sabbath? You know, the Sabbath is on Saturday. And if you don't keep the Sabbath, you don't have a sign between you and God. And so Matthew 7, 21 says, God will tell you he never knew you because you don't have that sign. So, yeah, it's time that you kept the Passover, but now you got to keep the Sabbath. So now what do the members do? They keep the Sabbath as well. So now, oh, we're good. We're saved. We kept the Sabbath. We kept the Passover. We're good. No, not, not, not so fast. Now that you kept the Sabbath, did you know that you got a tithe? Oh, if you don't tithe, you're not connected to Melchizedek. You're not connected. You don't believe the promise of the Passover. You don't really believe the things that you did. So now if you don't tithe, now you're not saved. So now you're not just keeping Passover. You're not just keeping Sabbath. Now you're tithing too. So you're good now. No way. Oh, you're, you're doing all that good. But are you preaching every day? Oh, you're not preaching every day? Oh, brother, if you're not preaching every day, you're not, if you're not bearing fruit, you're a, a, a wicked, lazy servant. And according to that parable, you cannot be saved because you're going to be, you're going to be thrown out. You're going to be punished. Right? And so it turns from doing one thing and you're good to doing another and another. And it just keeps adding on and adding on and adding on. And so it, it just, it consumes you and it's never enough. It's never enough. You never feel, even after doing all these things, you never feel peace. You never feel peace because it's not designed to make you feel peace. 
It's always designed to. It's designed they to keep you in the square. Exactly. And so that's why when I'm reading the New Testament now and I see the apostles say there's freedom in Christ. Before, when I was in, I didn't understand what that meant. I was just like, eh, kind of scratching my head. What do they mean by that? But now that I'm now, I realize there is freedom in Christ. Like, it's not, it's, it's, God's love is, is not conditional like how it is in the, in the church of God or, and, or any of these groups. You know, these groups, they focus so much on the, and I, and I think honestly that, that that's one of the reasons why a lot of people, you know, I hate to say this, but I feel like a lot of people, in my opinion, this is why a lot of people go to, you know, these kind of churches is because they, the way they see it is they don't have to change this. As long as they keep doing the works of the law, then they, they can justify themselves and they think they're going to be good. Be, you know, well, I can sin, sin, not change my heart, but as long as I show up on Passover once a year, I'll be good. As long as I'm tithing, as long as I'm keeping the Sabbath, as long as I'm doing all these things, I'm good. But look at the example in the Bible with the Pharisees and Sadducees. Jesus, Jesus looked at them and saw right through them. Outwardly, they were perfect, flawless, keeping the laws, knew the Bible like the back of their hands. But Jesus said to them, inside you're dead. Inside you're full of dead men's bones. And he said, you're hypocrites. And those are strong words, you know. And so when, when, I, when, I, think of, when I think of those things, I think of myself. I think of... I think of what, what I was doing for, for all those years and thinking, you know, about, you know, as, well, as long as I'm doing this and, you know, I got to do more and I, and I got to do all these different things. And, and, uh, and, and even after doing those things again and again, you, you never feel that, that peace, you never feel that you're, that you're good. And, and, and that's the thing is like, even when you look at the apostles in, in, in the New Testament, they never doubted their faith. They never, well, if I don't, if I don't, come to Jerusalem to keep this Passover, I might not make it. Or did I really keep it in spirit well, and truth? Or... Well, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I think that's like what, what all this makes me think of is, is the whole concept of the Sabbath that is so emphasized uh, by the WMSCOG. But, but the whole point of the Sabbath, it's this idea of rest, right? And, and not just a physical rest, like you get to, to sleep in on Saturdays or something, but, but, uh, what I get from the concept of the Sabbath that you see all throughout the Bible is it, it seems like it's conveying this idea of, of like a, a inward rest, like this in, inward peace. And, and then it's interesting that, you know, in Hebrews, it talks about how, um, you know, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God and that Jesus is the Sabbath. Um, and so it, it seems like contra you can contrast like the WMSCOG with what the New Testament seems to talk about, about what, what the gospel is and what it's not um and it all comes down to um in so many ways this concept of sabbath and, and that the the gospel that you see in the bible does seem to give this this peace like it should give an inward peace and and like a, a peace of mind you know like jesus says come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest i will give you restfulness you you will have uh you know, a, a calm in, inside of you. And the, you know, every bit of evidence I see tells me that the WMSCOG produces 
the exact opposite. Whatever gospel the WMSCOG is is preaching, it, it's it's the exact opposite of that. It does not produce in any way rest. You know, especially you know on their their Sabbath days. So many members tell me that their Saturdays were the most unrestful, stressful day of the week, which is this so incredibly ironic um, to me. But uh, yeah, I, I do think it's it's really. Um, intriguing i guess to hear you articulate that that difference between when you were operating under this certain concept of of what the gospel was and and it was all about what is all about you right it's all about what you were able to do whether you're able to put in enough work enough effort it's all it's all about your ability to um to pull pull yourself up by your own bootstrap sort of idea, and as you're communicating, that that did not give you any sort of in, inward peace. Um, so yeah, that's 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 huge. I think. Yeah, man, and you know, again, like even the, with the points that you're bringing up about like the Sabbath, like that is a very very important point that they you know they they hammer into you. You gotta be it for the sabbath and 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 then it's not just this is this is what they tell you when you're studying the sabbath day we have three services and you know you yeah. you should do your you have to really keep all three because did god say give me a sabbath hour did god say give two sabbath hour he said give the sabbath day keep the sabbath day holy so you know they it, you have to be there all day from morning till night you know sometimes we would leave there you know midnight or past night you know and there was a point where i was living inside the church you know and maybe we can get into that another time but you know um even even when i when i'm looking at the sabbath when i'm looking at all these laws because i already know what's what you know as a as a former member especially someone that i used to you know love to combat with people that would you know bring up points that i'm bringing up now you know i could already think of what's going on in their, their mind spinning 100 miles per hour and they're like so so what are you saying you're all of a sudden yeah. now advocating sunday now are you a did you all of a sudden yeah. become a pagan and now you're saying that sabbath is wrong no 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 yeah. this, this is my point I'm not here to tell you that Sabbath is wrong, Sabbath is right, that Saturday is not the Sabbath day, that Sunday. My point is not that. My point is, this. does the Bible say Sabbath is needed for salvation? That's my point. And whether or not the, 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 I agree physically that the Sabbath is on Saturday, it was never changed. Right that's not right. the point that's not the point of the gospel that's not what the, the apostles didn't focus on that the, the apostles worship god every day the 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 apostles gave were living for christ every single day they had rest in christ every single day so you know when i hear people say you know well so are you saying the passover is wrong are you saying this is wrong are you saying that no, i'm not saying that it's wrong those things were were instituted because the Bible says in Galatians chapter 3 that they, the law was put in place to lead you to Christ. My question to the Church of God members is this, or anyone that follows a legalistic system, is if, if the Bible says that the law was put in place to lead you to Christ, so my question is, once it led you to Christ, did Christ somehow, his, his purpose was to lead us back to another law? 
Because according, the Bible said the law was put in place to lead us to Christ, not the other way around. Christ wasn't put in place to lead us to the law. But see, that's what a lot of these churches do is, well, yeah, the, the law is good. It, was, it led us to Christ, but Christ led us back to another law that we should be keeping now. Well, if that was the case, Jesus wouldn't have said on the cross, it is done. You know, and so, yeah, Galatians chapter 3, verse 24. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's, you know, it, it's crazy because, like I said, you know, I must have read this verse a thousand times and, you know, never never really got the gist of it, you know, didn't try to understand, you know, and like now I'm reading, I'm rereading the Bible with a, you know, open heart and mind. I'm just seeing so many things like even reading the book of Galatians over and over again and like seeing like reading it from the beginning again, go back to members, please read the, the books from the beginning. There was no verses in, 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 you know, back in the day before they canonized the Bible. So if there was no verse. They, these were scrolls. They were reading them as stories. Don't just pick up Galatians and, and skip to chapter 4, verse 26, and interpret that to talk about and teach a, a mother God and, and then assume that you, you have some sort of actual truth there about what, what, what that was trying to say. Uh, yeah, that's that's so good. Read it from the beginning. And 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 another thing that really helped me out is one of my principles nowadays is to to if if, if I want to lean to believe a certain you know belief that somebody is telling me, this is how I'm gonna this is how I'm gonna judge it is it has to stand up to all of Scripture. In other words, I can't just take one verse and have someone interpret one a certain way and then just believe a whole doctrine based off of one or two verses. If those verses are twisted to mean a certain way that the individual is trying to get you to believe that, that you know, they're, they're intended to be read, the whole Bible has to agree with that, not just these two verses. Because, see, a lot of these groups, they'll take a verse They'll, you know, they'll, they'll twist it, you know, and they say, this is what this means. And you just have to take our, our word for it. But when you, when you uh, take that verse and you match it up to the rest of the scriptures, nine times out of 10, it does, it's not, doesn't hold water. It's not even close to what they're telling you that it means, you know, right. and, and you know, I've heard, I've heard some of your previous, you know, work that, that you've been doing, you know, with, uh, in some of your videos and it, you know, you brought up of, uh, uh, what is it? Oh man, it just slipped my mind. About them, like twisting, like uh, twist twisting the scriptures, pretty much, and you know. Uh, but anyway, I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, but be, I, no, you're good. Before I forget, before I forget, I want to mention one thing about again going back to to you know talking about Apollos and what we were talking about earlier and not being scared to to share the message and, and why this church always does things in secluded you know never out in public and you know I want to read the the preface of this of this book written by Aung San Hong and it says here in the I'll, I'll let you get it and the preface Let me know when you're there, Jordan. Yep, got it. So here, well, let's just start from the beginning. It says, 
this book is about the last secrets of God which have been hidden only for the last remnant as it is written in Malachi chapter 4 verse 5 to 6 the last chapter of the Old Testament I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children the hearts of the children to their fathers and in Amos 3 7 surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan secret to his servants the prophets now the time has come and the everlasting kingdom of God is near so all the secrets sealed in the Bible must be revealed. What is the order of Melchizedek and what does the history of King David represent? Will Jesus come with fire to judge at once or will he appear in the flesh to testify about the truth and then come as a judge on the last day? All of these considerations should not be taken lightly. Whoever thirsts for the truth needs to study this book. This book is worthy to be read not only by general believers, but also by pastors and professors and theological schools. So when you when when you when you read this, he's giving you an invitation. He's saying this book is worthy. This truth is worthy to be examined carefully, publicly by pastors, theologians, anyone. So why aren't they doing that? And, and again, you know, it feels like Anson Hong felt about felt a certain way about his beliefs, but the church is not consistent yes. with, with. Which is why know, we, we've we've said a lot, and I, I think it's so true that if you believe Anson Hong's words and teachings, you can't believe the World Mission Society Church of God. You can't believe both of them at the same time because they're they they are contradicting each other left and right. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. It's it's crazy. Like even how you said, like I, I really feel that if he was alive right now, man, like they they'd be probably suing each other left and right right now, you know, because they've taken out and and that's the crazy thing is you know I, I've heard you guys mention in the videos before, but it's so true about how they 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 victimize you know uh Aung San Hong and, and Zhang Yojan they yes. they make you feel so bad with these videos and I remember the videos man like you know they got a you know they got one on Aung San Hong and he's got like a you know this this uh wood this this two by four this big old piece of wood over his shoulders with stones on each side and you know got you know fake blood on his shoulders and and like a cloth and they're like man he's he's suffering breaking rocks for you and, and uh and all these you know all these you know all this work that he's doing and he's working so hard and and he doesn't even buy food with like with his money good food he he just you know porridge and and you know uh, and that's all he eats because he's saving up his money to buy ink to write the books of truth to save you but in my head i'm like okay so they so he's doing all this to to buy ink to write the books of truth then you wait for him to die and take half his books away that makes no sense so how do you you, you want me to feel you want me to right. feel sorry for the guy because he's he, he's you know because of how, using, yeah. how important these books are then you're removing three chapters you know this book had i think it was right the green book that three yeah. three chapters removed from it so yeah obviously his writings aren't as important to you as as you're making them out <laughs> right and i mean they took full books away i mean look at the the yep. one, 
books that are not available to us, you know, and and they took the whole, you know, whole. So I don't understand, you know, if it's so valuable and he wrote it, you know, why should why don't we have the opportunity to to see it? What what are you hiding, you know? And and, and again, it's God's. If it's God's word, why why aren't we able? If he went through the through the trouble to write it, why aren't we allowed to to read it? And it's easy to brush those things under the rug, you know. Yep. As a, as a member, but these are things that should make you, that should, really should make you think. And another thing is, if you know, if he had a problem with them taking away his books and changing and altering them, why did they wait till he died to do all yeah. those things?